And we're back with more of the Pope on Film. Funny. Yes. Are you ready for another exciting installment of Bunny Versus, starring the incomparable, the illustrious, the some third thing, Bunny Williams? Are you ready? Are you pumped? Are you amped? Are you jazzed? Are you psyched? Are you primed? Are you ready? Are you revved up? Do you have your motor running to get out on the highway? Are you ready, Bunny? Are you ready? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm pretty ready now. Okay. So without any further ado, it's time once again for Bunny Versus, and here is your host, Bunny Williams. Take it away, Bunny! Hi. <laughs> Hi. Uh, not sure where to start. Okay. Grimy Mold Guy has been found. So, he knows I'd like to have yes, him on the podcast. Huh? Tell us all about it. Tell us all about it. How did this come to be? How did this come to be? Well, I kind of dead-ended with uh, the Mackie Bernacki, like the talent agency. Yeah. Because they didn't answer my emails and like, how pushy do I want to get about this? You know what I mean? Like, so I'm yeah. kind of figuring I'll contact, I'll try to contact somebody once, you know, and that's kind of all I can do, really, you know. <clears throat> uh, of course, it all depends on how my obsession goes. Uh, I had also found the like Corbamite, whatever the product is called which I keep yeah. forgetting because it's got a weird kind of name. <clears throat> I had found their Facebook group and I had posted a couple of things there. Uh, and it doesn't look like there's much activity there anymore. You know, like, and and I scrolled back on their Facebook page for like quite a while because they're going to mention when they, when they made a commercial and when they release a commercial for their product. And that's when I found out going like way the fuck back there, like around 2015 back in their comments, I hear of an actor referred to as Andy. Now, I don't know if they're necessarily talking about Grimy Mold Guy or not, but I make note of that. Okay? And then I'm kind of stuck, and I don't know where to go to from there. You know? Uh, I mean, I was literally going through their Facebook group looking for fucking clues. You know? I've been all over Mackie Bernanke's site looking for clues along with now googling Mackie Bernanke the the mold spray name all of that trying to come up with anything further uh oh what was it 
something weird kept happening in the Google searches. Uh, uh, what the fuck was I searching on, and what was it coming up with? It looked like there was a series of hacks going around. I don't know where, though. But, like, I kept finding a pattern, a little bit of a pattern of something completely off the subject when I was doing Google searches. Where it would come up with somebody's name, but in front of the website, it would say something like Lord of the Rings. Okay. Gary Henry, attorney at law. <laughs> okay. Okay. And if you clicked it, it would come up with a giant picture of a cartoon robot saying, prove you're not a robot, and click here with a big arrow to the allow button that pops up in your browser. And I was like, oh, if that's not as suspicious as motherfucking hell. <laughs> Yeah. So I found a few of these, and they were all prefixed. I forget exactly what the prefix was, but it was all, it was all like that same pattern, like the Lord of the Rings, then whatever like the real website was supposed to be. Yeah. And then you would get the robot if you went there. So that you can click allow to let the website do whatever to your browser it wants to do. So that was okay. fucked up. Yeah. But that didn't turn up any results. Just kind of pot shotting like that. I was like, maybe I would find another actor who was in the commercial or something like that. You know? But then I was like, yeah. I also know that it is uh, <clears throat> in and around the Toronto area, you know? So I'm yes. like, well, you know what? <laughs> Somebody in the Toronto area is going to know who he is. So I started doing Facebook searches for, like, acting groups and things like that around... Uh, the Toronto area. And one of them, the one that wound up hitting, which kind of makes sense that it was the one that hit, was, um, <coughs> was Actra, uh, which is the Canadian Actors Union, uh, which I didn't actually really know until I started doing the search. So he turns out to be an, uh, an actor member. So he's been in quite a few other things. Uh, some um, other commercials, things like that. What? There was something. He was in a big musical. I forget what it was, but it sounded interesting. I forget, but he is Andy Ingram. And since he is a union actor, he has to check with the union to find out if he could be on a podcast. But he was very flattered that I liked what he did. 
you know. And I sent them a couple of episodes of the show, which could be a mistake. (laughs) What a random way to track someone down. Yeah. What an an absolute shot in the dark that was. Well, I had a, a look. I made a graphic of the of the wanted poster <clears throat> anyway. It came out looking kind of cool, so I just started posting it around. Wow! Have you seen this man? It's incredible that you found this guy. Yeah. So he's considering it, and you know, it, I, I don't want to push him. Give him a chance to, you know. Check with his union maybe about in a week. You know, when it's been like a week, maybe I'll just tap him again, say, Hey, what are you thinking? You know? Yeah. And if he's still kind of like, you know, I mean, there's always the potential that he doesn't like us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know? You know, so we will see how the, that goes. But contact has been made. The Grail. Has been found. Well, I'm just going to come out and say it. I have been wearing drag more and trying to be more comfortable with the drag part of my life. So if he doesn't like the podcast, it's because he hates uh, men in dresses. Okay. So there you go, grimy mold guy. You can <laughs> either be slow or you're a bigot. I sent him the audio versions. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Just because they're easier to get to on SoundCloud. Yeah. I could tell yeah. by the graphic I use which one I need when I scroll through. Yeah. I am chewing gum while recording the podcast. A true sign of a professional. Yes. Hooray! So, um... A friend of mine, in the a Facebook friend mostly, okay. um, well, he he put out a call because he's doing a he's doing a film uh, called Venus in Cancer, and he put out a call for extras. Uh, I think he was actually working the sound on the movie. I don't know who was really doing what. I just paid attention to the guy with the camera. Uh, So Jeannie and I volunteered to be extras in the movie, so we did this yesterday, and it was a lot of fun. Nice. Nice. Good job. So we just just sat at a table, because it was supposed to be a bar scene. They gave us prop drinks. And, uh... And I also kind of know what what I would want out of extras, you know? Yeah. So once I knew that he was framing us into the background, I was, me and Jeannie, as soon as, as he said action, Jeannie and I would like just start quietly talking to each other, and I would sip my drink, you know, and I would be animated, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> So that it looks like something else is going on in the background of the scene, but it's not important. You know, yeah. I would play with my cigarette case or play with my lighter or 
rub the lime around the rim of the glass or whatever. And the whole time, me and Jeannie would be talking nonsense back and forth to each other. You know? Yeah. Hand gesturing, things like that. Red leather, yellow leather. Watermelon. We got praises from the director. Nice. For our extra ing. Nice. You're so (laughs) extra. Good job, buddy. We are we are we are the the crowned royalty of Colorado Springs Extra Inc. Very proud. Very proud. <laughs> very, very proud. Good job. So I'm planning on starting starting to uh put out classes, you know, how to extra, you know, because yep. you know. I, I've I've done this now. I've, I'm an expert. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so I think maybe I should start with a book and an audio book. You know. Yeah. Then a series of instructional videos. Yeah. With infomercials yeah. to sell all of this, of course. Absolutely. Are infomercials even still a thing? Is is television really a thing anymore? Yes. I think so. Hmm. That would be strange. Although going through Peacock was really strange. Yeah, yeah. It's sad because they're like, Every episode of Saturday Night Live. Also, we can't afford any of the musical acts, so a lot of episodes... We can't afford to to have any episodes that have music in it, so some of the episodes are 37 minutes long. Yes. Hooray! Mm-hmm. There's an episode of SNL that's literally 27 minutes on Peacock. <laughs> And it's like, damn, they cut out a lot. What music were they using during that episode? That's sad. Yeah, I I, I was checking out Peacock, and uh, and I went I went to Saturday Night Live, and I was noticing the length that you were talking about. And I yeah. was like, okay, let's just test Peacock out. I, I can go for an episode of Saturday Night Live, and I start flipping through Saturday Night Live. And I'm trying to test Peacock at the same time. And I'm like, let's see how fucking far back I can get there. You know? Let's see if yeah. I can get to some old Gilda Radner stuff. You know? Mistel Spillman. Yes, exactly. If I could have nailed Mistel Spillman, I'd be watching Peacock all the motherfucking time now. Okay? Yeah. But that was a long-ass scroll. A huge scroll. That's a huge scroll. And I gave up at the worst possible time where I'm scrolling through and I'm like, this is taking fucking forever. Okay, I'm just going to stop it. And whatever I stop on, I'm just going to watch that one. And I stop. And I play it. Was it Anthony Michael Hall? Huh? Was it Anthony Michael Hall? And Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. And what's his name? Jay Moore? 
Joe Piscopo had a reoccurring skit that was the absolute worst where he him he was a family and they were called the whiners. Yes. And all they did was whine. Oh, but this coffee's too hot. And it was the absolute worst. The worst reoccurring skit in the history of SNL. And I hated the cheerleaders. Yeah. From uh, uh, Will Ferrell's time. But the wine a million times worse. Billion times worse. Hated it. So I barely remember the episode, except the episode was horrible. Yeah. And it probably couldn't have been the worst episode I landed on. It, to be fair, you were you were about three or four seasons away from getting the mystical Spillman. You were close. Yeah, I know. You got close. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I know I would still have to scroll through the end of this, and then I would have to scroll through at least the Charlie Rocket phase. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you were about four or five seasons away. So that's where I was. I was in the basement of a bar called Fritzy's, and that is where, what is it, Greedo? Crino? Huh? Is that where is that where Keffy's gonna play? Keffy, yes. That is go. where Keffy's Keffy. gonna play. So we're standing out there in between shots, having a cigarette, and I see I see this on the side of the wall, and I'm like, I've got to tell Steve about this. <laughs> Keffy's coming to a bar in Colorado City to do a little tour. Yeah. Fucking Keffy. I talked to him, I think, three times, the lead singer of the Groovy Ghoulies, and every time I did, it was the first time that he was talking to me. Okay. Because there's no way he remembered me the last time I talked to him. Yeah. I've never seen someone, I've never talked to someone before and just... 10 seconds into talking to someone, immediately realized, well, you're ADD. <laughs> but there's just something about Cappy. He's a living can of Red Bull. Okay. And it's just, it's just like, I, I, the first time I talked to him, I gave him a flyer for the Church of Ed Wood, and he's like, oh, Ed Wood, I love Ed Wood so much. Did you see the video that we did for 50,000 spaceships because we made our own flying saucers, and they were on strings, and we had these sticks, and it was a lot of fun. We filmed it on the top of this one building downtown. You know which building I'm talking about? It's the one on 4th Street, and it's like, holy shit, dude. <laughs> you just gave me like 10 different conversations in like a minute <laughs> you need to slow down for me but yeah that was Keppy. yeah yeah love that man so that was a lot of fun that was a lot of fun so uh how have you been uh pretty good I have a doctor which I'm getting used to because I I hadn't I haven't had 
uh, health insurance for like three years, but I have a doctor and, and, uh, she put me on some, uh, antidepressants and they just made me more depressed. Yeah. You know, so that was a rough, like two months, two and a half months. They didn't make me more depressed, but I was suddenly quiet, which I, I never am, you know, like they would take me to the sunken place. Okay. Just, and I would just stop talking to people and I would help the kids and I would help Natasha. And I was, I was like, there was, there was like a switch in me that was switched and I was just in listen mode. And I would help everyone else and listen to everyone else. But then that was it. I was still in my own little like cave or I don't know. But uh, we got off of that meds and now I'm on some new meds and they seem to be working because I'm, I'm, I'm able to just talk to people more. So that's good. It, yesterday we went to, to Jack, to, yeah, the Jack in the Box. We went to Jack in the Box. And they have this new burger, and it's a triple cheese bacon burger. And it's got regular, uh, like, a regular cheese, and then it's got, like, mozzarella cheese, and then it's got literal dripping, uh, like, like, nacho cheese on the top. And then there's bacon bits inside of that. And I swear to God, apparently they make it and the cheese is so hot and it's literally dripping out of the sandwich that they kept warning me about it. Okay. It's almost as if they wanted me to f sign a freaking waiver just to eat the damn sandwich. Yeah. When, when I'm there and I've got curly fries and I've got a soda and I've got a side order of bacon and cheddar potato waste and I'm eating that and then I'm getting my burger and it's all greasy and there's cheese dripping out of it and I'm eating it in the car and it's getting everywhere and my wife just looks at me and goes and your doctor said you're healthy? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. No one's as surprised as I am. <laughs> so I'm going to start a diet book. Uh, it's called The Popcorn and ramen diet. Yes. Helps you get your cholesterol levels down because you're not really eating anything. So that's my new diet book, and I'm really excited about it. Uh, uh, it's Pride Month. Yeah. Our Pride Parade is in uh, not this upcoming weekend, but the weekend after that. We're not sure if we're going because we're still a bit gun-shy when it comes to big crowds. Yeah. We're still wearing masks. Things are difficult because, hey, everyone over the age of 12 can get the vaccine, and if you're unvaccinated, you can not wear a mask outside and, and in public places. And hooray, we've solved everything, but I've got a four-year-old. I've got a nine-year-old. There is no telling when they will get a shot, if they even will. And so we're kind of screwed. Old yeah. parents. 
with young children are kind of in a this horrible effing position because okay so so uh, i'm vaccinated my wife's vaccinated my three oldest are vaccinated and that's great bella will be getting their final vaccination shot tomorrow i'm so proud of them it's so great and they will be fully vaccinated but even if you're vaccinated, you can still um, pass the coronavirus on to someone else who doesn't have it. So yeah. even though we're all vaccinated, my wife and I go out to Target, go out to Walmart, we're still wearing masks because we could, we still have two people, two young, vulnerable children in our house who yeah. are allowed to get the vaccine right now and it just sucks so we don't know if we're going to pride and that's lame because i've i've made the decision that whenever the next pride parade is i'm going to go dress like this and i'm going to go out in public and i'm going to have my hair all done up and wear my best dress and be in drag and it'll be the first real time ever that i'll be in drag out in public and i'm nervous but i feel that if i'm ever going to do it it would be in pride you know, okay. for, and so I was, I was, I'm all set to do it, but I don't know if we're going to do it this year, you know, because we're still worried about big crowds of people because we got two young ones. It just sucks. Yeah. Who knows? My kids will be, my two youngest will be able to, to get a vaccine, you know? Yeah. So that's difficult. So I'm a little um, worried about that because I'm pretty sure now anybody can get a vaccine in Colorado. I'm pretty sure the the nationwide mandate is that anyone 12 and older and it's like great what if you have a three-year-old a five-year-old a seven-year-old an eight-year-old you're just screwed yeah. and it just sucks you know i'm a kid's storyteller i a lot of children it's it so yeah so there's that uh, so, uh, I've talked about this before on Bunny Versus. My daughter Emerald's boyfriend was hit head on by a drunk driver and yes. spent a ridiculous amount of time uh, in the emergency room, and he was in critical condition for a while. Um, he's gotten better. He can. He's going to save his leg. Looks like his eye, he will not have eyesight in one of his eyes. Um, but he is officially out of the hospital. Nice. He, all that's left now, his jaw is still wired shut. Ooh. And he has a lot of physical therapy that he has to do. But the hospital said, this is all stuff you can do from home. And so uh, he is out and he is at home, which means that Emerald is basically gone. And there's yeah. a part of me that is upset about this, but also understands because if I was like 19 and I got into a car accident and I was bedridden and my jaw is wired shut and I need someone to change a colostomy bag and change a diaper and help me pee and help me wipe and all of this stuff. I don't want my mom to do any of that. Yeah. I would want my girlfriend to do it. So suddenly Emerald is just living at Jeremy's house and doing so much. She's basically like a live-in nurse. 
And she had she had just gotten a job too, but but now she 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 she's she's quit the job and she's helping Jeremy pretty much full time. It's pretty much a full time job, and I I barely see her anymore. But also I understand, yeah. you know. I'm trying to see it from Jeremy's point of view. A lot there's an intimacy there where if I got into a car accident now. And, you know, I would want Natasha to help me and not my mom and dad. Yeah. Like, fuck all that. Don't any of you touch me. Yeah. So, so I'm trying to understand that. Uh, a fun fact that I learned yesterday while we were driving to Target. Uh, I'm all right driving. I am not okay being a passenger in a car now. Oh, oh, I've had that for a really long time. I've never been like that. I And I'm assuming it's because uh, Jeremy was hit by the drunk driver, but just I am 100% fearful now of just being driven around. It's very difficult for me, so that's exciting. But yeah, that's me. That's where I'm at. Uh, I've got a huge shaft. Jesus, I still have so much. I've got a huge shaft. I've got a mini yeah. shaft inside of our discussion of the movie. I have so much. Fuck Chris Klein. <laughs> he plays like a some generic agent trying to track down M. Bison, and apparently he just went to NCIS school to learn yeah. to be an agent. And he's like, I'm here because I'm hunting down M. Bison. Like, I kept I kept waiting for him to put on sunglasses and hear the opening of Teenage Wasteland. Yeah. You know, because he's just got that. So, we're doing a stakeout, huh? This is what I call acting. And it's ah, oh, it's just the worst. I, I I kept forgetting, like scene to scene, exactly what they were. So like at first I thought they were cops, and then like a little further in I was like, eh, maybe reporters. I I don't know. And then it yeah, started coming back to cop again. But yeah, I had to see the badge before I believed it. Yeah. Halfway through the movie, I'm like, wait a second, are they DEA? Are they FBI? Are they just regular-ass cops? Who the hell are these people? Well, mostly I was asking myself, what are you doing in this movie? Yeah. Like, they, they don't seem, you know, like, like, they are the black freighter of this movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. There's some vague connection. <laughs> Not yeah. terribly sure what it is. Yeah. So that's that. How so are you, Bunny? I'm okay. That that was fun. Cool. I don't think I have much to add about that. Let's head on over to Shap because we're both straining at least to talk about this movie. Yes. Yes, we are. So that is it for this week's Bunny Versus. 
And I would like to remind you, as always, self-adhesive tape. Yes, please. Love that. Love that so much. So until next week, cut on that. Cut.